0: You're listening to Two Guys Talking Wine with Michael Pincus and Andre Prue. Hello, Michael. Uh, Andre? <laughs> why, so, uh, why so comatose today? Do you know what? I, uh, I was just
1: given a, uh, a Starbucks London Fog. Have you ever had one of those things?
0: I, I am a fan of London Fog. I'm actually, because I'm an Earl Grey tea drinker.
1: And, and mm-hmm. it's one of
0: my favorite like concoctions, minus the fact that I've been watching what I'm eating a lot more carefully over the last little bit. I I, I hate it when they come at you too sweet, because it really doesn't oh. need a lot of sweetness to it. But man, a good London Fog is, is really next level.
1: Well, I, I do nonfat milk and sugar-free vanilla. Oh, wow. So, okay, but they use sweetener, right? No, no it's, it's sugar-free sweetener.
0: Sugar, okay, I... I I am very picky with that. I cannot stand the the taste and the feel of, like, aspartame or sucralose or any of them. I haven't found any of them that I particularly enjoy. Well,
1: and aren't you a picky little bastard?
0: I know. I'd I'd rather just drink sugar pop. And, I mean, one of the last times uh, your wife went to the States, she was nice enough to bring me back. Actually, this was, like, like, over a year ago. She brought me back a couple cases of vanilla Coke. And I'm oh, yeah. s- I'm still going through them. I make sure I only drink that like once a month or once every two months. Well, okay. Well,
1: no, I've gone an, I've gone whole hog in the diet pop thing. And uh, the, pr- the sad part is, I I I like I like flavored drinks, right? So I see the the sugary stuff, and I'm like, oh, I do love a good Mountain Dewberry Blast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my God! Like, what are you? Are you like a a teenager? Like playing Halo until three in the morning. Like, who says Mountain Dew Berry Blast is their? F- yeah. This is like it's not perfect. my favorite. Actually, I am a big Mountain Dew fan, though. Okay, I think I think everyone's a Mountain Dew fan. I, I just I remember being a little younger, doing the long road trips through the states and fueling my trips with Mountain Dew because the American Mountain Dew is like it's sold as an energy drink down there.
1: Now it is. Now even now, but I mean, it's caffeine free up until you get to the caffeine carbonated shit. Oh, sorry.
0: Uh, Michael, I mean, we're done with the jar, but watch your language. Sorry. My bad. My bad. <laughs> um, so
1: today we're going to talk about some wines that came to us.
0: Yeah. Uh, and did... we
1: visited the winery many years ago. It's been two years long since know, we've been I know. We,
0: we do need to go back, especially as stuff reopens. But, but sorry, before we get to that, did we want to talk about what we drank on the weekend? Because we did a bit of an, we, an interesting experiment. We,
1: we we did. We did. And then I, and then I have a, a little bit of a complaint. I think I mentioned it to you uh, when I did our Facebook conversation. You may want to go back and look at that. See if you want me to, to bring that up. So, um, anyway, on the weekend you came here for dinner. We made the simplest dinner ever. Uh, I absolutely um, uh, make uh, i make killer.
0: It was uh, a very good meatloaf.
1: I make a killer meatloaf. I also make good uh, burnt ends, but meatloaf is is believe it or not a specialty. Uh, you got uh, you got a good version of it. I thought it was very tasty. Was very tasty. And um,
0: we decided to open. Well, stupid, you were you were tempting me. You were tempting me. I mean, I, I did pretty good with what I called a dry-ish January. I also plan on continuing with a dry-ish February to make up for the days I lost in January. But you were you were being a little bit of an it disturber by by pulling out a bottle. At, as as many people know on this podcast, I had uh, an eye opening experience in California visiting Mandavi and learning about the Tokelon Vineyard, and you. Managed to pull from your cellar a wine from a winery called Tor, yeah, uh, which is a very high quality, very high quality winery that works with the uh, Beckstoffer Tocolon fruit, and I had a bottle uh, from my cellar that I brought back from that trip from Dieter, which is a uh, part of the Tocolon vineyard that's privately owned Cabernet Franc, and we got to do a little bit of a Tocalon side by side, even though different yeah, vintages. I, I
1: figured Andre that I was gonna. Uh, if I couldn't uh, tempt your tummy with a taste of nuts and honey, I was going to go for uh, for a tour Beckerstoff wine,
0: and they were both they were both lovely. And it's just, I think it's just one of those things. I, I really appreciate it when we get a chance to open, like myself and you, and when you get a chance to do it with with people that you care about, a bottle of wine that normally feels a little out of reach, and it's not in. Like a formal tasting. I mean, it's it's one of the things you and I get a chance to taste these wines on a regular or semi-regular basis, but it's always a little bit academic. You know, we're either Yeah, you have, to, them, you have to keep
1: your thinking hat on and, and, and uh, you know, write notes and, um, you know, produce something. This time, all we had to produce was a little wee-wee in the end.
0: I, I guess, if that's how you want to put it. <laughs> But, I mean, yeah, it was nice to just sit and, like, drink them and drink, like, a full glass and hop back and forth between the wines and, um, you know, decide what was going to go in the decanter. So, yeah, you know, thanks
1: for I I was still a big fan of the tour. I thought it came out number one. We also opened a J. Bookwalter Cabernet Franc called Suspense from the 2015 vintage from Washington. I thought it would be interesting. Uh, But, sadly, I think on its own it probably would have been fine. But uh, beside those two wines, it really paled in comparison. And considering the price range, too, the, the Tour, I think, is to $300. You said the uh, Dieter is 75
0: 75 American, yeah.
1: Yeah, and the uh, Suspense is 35 American, I think. So really, uh, it's really hard to make that comparison. But the Tour was outstanding to me, and it just kept getting better and better and better. I actually, feel um, I felt both the,
0: wines the... got better and better. I, I did lean more towards the, the Dieter. I felt the fruit was a little bit darker and it was a little bit more brooding, which is, I guess, unusual for me as I keep saying that I don't like old old wines. But, I mean, it, it, it's it's also the other thing that I have in my head is, like, Michael... And, and this is actually one of the best pieces of advice you've ever given me. It still holds true. And I pass it on to everyone who starts getting into wine tourism. Wine always tastes better in the presence of the winemaker. I had a chance to taste the Dieter Cab Franc with the winemaker in California as a as a panel of other Tokalon wines. In my head I thought this is one of the best wines I've ever tasted, but you need to make sure you like the wine twice as much. At least twice as much as you as you think you do. Yep, because the wines I, will always taste better in the presence of a winemaker.
1: Funny funny thing, um I was just talking with somebody and they and they echoed that back to me and I said, that's very interesting. I've been saying that for years.
0: <laughs> like so, said, it, it is literally, that and wine, glass, wine glasses are, are probably the two best pieces of advice you've ever given me.
1: Yeah, a good wine glass is worth its weight in gold. Uh, as much as I don't really believe in a universal glass, if that's all you have, then at least you have something. But um, I well, believe I mean, you need a good white it... wine glass, a good red wine glass, and, um, and, and if you are a Pinot and Shard person, you need a good... Chardonnay slash Pinot Glass.
0: I think even just being cognizant of the fact that wines taste different in different vessels is a very important lesson. But uh, yeah, having the full collection is a game changer. And I mean, for a lot of people in my house, like if if they're new to my house, they get confused when I do switch glasses because I do switch from glass to glass to glass if we're throwing a dinner party. Yes, I and, do too. And the end of the night for usually sure. involves hand washing like eighteen wine glasses. But there's some people who are confused until I get them to do the side by side tasting. Anyways, we're off on like a whole a whole random tangent here. Oh, um, right I actually scrolled up in our conversation. I can't see the thing that you're not sure if I want to bring up.
1: Oh well, then um, I, I so I want to first of all congratulate uh, 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 Wines BC for their Magellan Award. Oh, uh, they won a gold medal for their. Uh, for their wine excursion app that they have in British Columbia. No, good for that. And I asked you, uh, does Wine Country Ontario have anything like that?
0: Uh, Not that I know
1: of. So, uh, you know, I don't understand why we are the largest. We are the largest wine region in Canada. And our, what are they, marketing board? Can't get their it together. Just garbage. Just absolutely garbage. I want to get off on a little bit of rant here. Stop me when you're tired of it.
0: Uh, let me... Okay, okay. Y- y- but, 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 but what I, Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Why does want, BC have more followers than Niagara?
1: Because they do a better job!
0: Uh, I think there's probably more to it than that as well. Like, I know Ontario... Okay, I'm going to play devil's advocate on some of these because, um... I do think it is problematic that the that Wine Country Ontario doesn't have an app. That frankly, they're still very big at promoting their guide, which is a, a paper guide. Um, and yeah, okay, you can download it and, and put it on your on your on your phone or whatever. But um, it, it would be useful to have to have an app. Like when I travel to France, I go through a third party. App like I I buy the Guide Hachette and make my uh, my visits and purchasing purchasing decisions. That I, I know way.
1: That, I know that a lot of, a lot of regions in Tuscany, in sorry not in Tuscany Tuscany has one, but a lot of regions in Italy have their own app. Um, Why I, can't Niagara get their crap together? What um, is wrong with Wine Country Ontario? They are they are the, they are terrible. It's my word of the month.
0: Terrible. Um, they continue to be terrible i I know i I know there's I, frankly frankly it, it's getting the the deeper I get into the industry and the more I talk to people and and that's the thing it is nobody will will come out publicly to uh to air their concerns, but I mean even talking to the members of wine country Ontario like there are concerns about how things are going and I do agree with you the fact that there isn't an app even a poor app is is a problem it just shows how behind the times we are how behind things are in in marketing I mean the only excuse I can give them is the fact that um it is expensive to develop apps. It's even more expensive to develop good apps. It's even, even more expensive. You're telling me the government's expensive. not giving them enough money? I, I don't know if the government's giving them money. I believe the, the, the marketing okay. arm is, the is funded by the membership.
1: That, 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 that's not on anybody's radar to go, hey, you know what? I, I got a kid who could probably build it. The guy who built Wordle, for God's sakes, just made a million dollars from the New York Times. And uh, he, he built it during COVID. Okay, okay but, but to be fair, do you want to make
0: an app or do you want to make a good
1: app? You know what? If somebody made an app, put it this way if somebody just made an app, somebody would look at it and go, Oh, this is terrible. We got to make it better. And somebody would step up.
0: Uh, I don't think, that's I how I don't things think it works get like, better. That. Like, is like that. My... Something
1: gets made first and then somebody makes it better and better and better. I don't and know. It's... That's how things get better. It, it is we don't even we... have the app.
0: Well, it, it is one of the things that we try to do with this podcast, though, is is we try to be like uh, ahead of the curve in terms of what's happening in Niagara and whatnot. But you and I don't have the resources to, to do an app. And I mean, Like let's be blunt, Michael, you were forward thinking enough that at one point in time you at least tried. Yes, I did. But I mean but I mean you but I but I I, you learned but I was trying to
1: sell space on the app. I mean, if everybody tip chipped in, I'm sure they could get a rudimentary app and then somebody would step up and create a better app. It happens. That happens.
0: Well, and I, that's and how I things mean, get better. I mean, let's let's be real. It's it's not like um, marketing and, and branding has been the forte of a lot of wineries in Ontario. We have a lot of tiny wineries that people haven't even heard of, and it's and it's something that I talk about, like even with how I run ADX is. Developing a wine business in Niagara is is not field of dreams. If you build it, they will not come. You need to have a plan in place to to promote it. Is it
1: is it is it different in BC? Is it that different in BC? Well, the
0: culture is definitely different. I mean, yeah, they this, they, they support what? their wineries. I mean, but that's what it. I'm
1: saying is. Is it that much different? Is BC getting more money from the government? Are they getting more money from their wineries?
0: I don't think it's, it's it's support from the wineries, though. But I know that the local population has embraced their wine industry a hell of a lot better than we have in Ontario. And what's Correct. the statistics? And that's a problem. But maybe it's because they have an app. I don't think so, Michael. I mean, that's a bit of a that's a bit of a stretch. The fact that they have an app. Have you even looked at the app? Like, Have have you taken a look at the app to see if it's any good? I, I just, you told me about the app right before we hit record, so I haven't had a chance to. And this is me just purely... just won a Magellan award that's got a gold medal. It's got to be, be good. Okay. It's got to be good. Magellan
1: okay. knows.
0: Michael, Michael, Bell and Bell Media are labeled as one of Canada's top 100 employers every year. Does that make them a good place to work? It does not.
1: That's because you work there.
0: Uh, i think you'd you'd probably find a lot of people like-minded like-minded with me on that one as well it's just like it's not it's not hard to win an award if you really no, want i'm
1: not to. i'm not saying i i'm not saying it's you can you can find places to win awards there there's there's no doubt there's no doubt but what i'm saying is we haven't even tried
0: yeah and that, okay you know what that's where that is where we'll agree i do think it's a problem that we haven't found a way to Digitize and turn into app form at the very least the yearly guide that comes out. And frankly, talk about upkeep. Just think of how easy it would be to add new listings, modify listings into just having a, a directory online rather than killing a whole bunch of trees and, and printing that guide every year. As 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 somebody who who had an app built,
1: once the app is built, the maintenance, the adding of stuff within the app was was really easy. Done on my computer. Uh, you you create templates blah 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 all went up but you just gotta get somebody to build it just get somebody to build it
0: hey i you know what I think I think that was um a, a decent discussion um and i'm I'm I know that the people from Whammo do listen to this podcast periodically or no
1: no they, don't. they do I don't think wamo is listening to us so I'm gonna say it they're doing a terrible job because especially listen- because they don't because Same they, thing
0: about us. Because they don't listen to the podcast.
1: <laughs> they don't listen to the podcast. They're not getting the information they require. So let's go on to some wine tasting. Probably, you know, my yeah, we, uh, we, my we, London fog has kicked in, so <laughs> I've got a little bit of uh, extra, you know, caffeine or whatever the heck's in here. We, we, did, extra, we did the
0: setup. Um, we extra are,
1: bergamot in me.
0: We are revisiting uh, Peely Island.
1: Yeah. So we, we got uh, three bottles of... Um, their vine dresser series yes and what i what i don't think people realize about peely island is that they have that let's call it entry level or low-end wines that they have and uh you know the ones you can get for 8.95 at the lcbo or or whatever and and they're they're decent wines i have nothing no no problem with their eight nine ten dollar twelve dollar line of wines um but this is their their Upper wines, which are actually VQA South Island, which is all stuff from their own vineyards. And if I'm not mistaken, these wines are what, 20, 25 bucks.
0: Yeah. They sit between 20 and 30. And I mean, I, I go back in time to our visit to Peely Island where, uh, we got a chance to raid the, we got a chance to raid the, the retail store and bring some bottles with us. And we had a, a, a good, we had a good crew with us of, of curious people. Um, and the Vine Dresser series—I I don't think we drank a, a bad bottle of wine that night.
1: No, the uh, Vine Dressers were uh, were are and still are. I hope a really a really good value uh, upper end wine, and and you don't have to pay sixty or seventy dollars for them. That's the beauty of them. Well, they I, are I in that twenty to thirty dollar range.
0: The the problem with the Vine Dressers wines um, for me has always been the packaging.
1: Yes, you uh, you were never a big fan of that old tiny photo.
0: Uh, it, no, it wasn't the old-timey photo, frankly. It was the, the paper stock. Like, the labels felt more like printed plastic than it did, like, like paper. Um, the labels in front of us, we can feel, at least on the front label, uh, it feels a little bit more like uh, canvas paper stock, which is something I love for wine labels. It's got some embossing. Uh, we switched to two tones. I, I do miss the, um, the foil. Like, I, I do love shiny wine labels. But, I mean, who doesn't?
1: You're like a deer in headlights when it comes to shiny wine labels.
0: Oh, I'm 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 just like a freaking child. Like I just I really just like shiny wine labels when they're well done. Like, and you
1: gave me crap about the Mountain Dew. <laughs>
0: uh, I earned that. I earned that. I definitely earned that. Uh, I'm, just, I'm just saying. And and you just. know what this this packaging these packages are definitely vastly improved from the last one. But there's still they look s- a little more elegant. There's still some more work to be done. So
1: I don't know if you were uh, going to pull a Thomas Batchelder on me and uh, start with Pinot, but uh, I started with Chardonnay.
0: I also started with uh, with Chardonnay. And so the, my last comment on the packaging, it has the new VQA logo on the neck, but they have invested in like shrink plastic capsules. And it, it doesn't do any favors to the integrity of the packaging, in my opinion. Okay. Also, the back
1: All label right, so is still All right, I have to get the, the uh, Bergamo out of, my,
0: uh, out of my mouth there.
1: On with it. It's so a 2017 Chardonnay. I read the back label uh, about what kind of notes I'm supposed to, supposed to find. I usually don't, but I was looking for uh, how long an oak or anything of these things were. Uh, I'm not getting much on the nose here.
0: Uh, I'm getting a, a, a lot of vanilla. It's clear this has spent some time in New Mm. Mm. Yeah.
1: Again though, I'm again I'm not picking up a lot on the palate either. Besides that vanilla and toast. Um this is not my Chardonnay.
0: How how cold is yours? I did it a uh, cellar temperature. Okay, so mine started at fridge temperature. I, I left it in my in my back room a little bit too long. Uh, so it was down to about five degrees. But I am it's definitely dominant vanilla butterscotch. Um there is a a pretty strong hint of wood tannin. Like it's 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 full on got popsicle stick notes, but I am getting a little bit of pineapple pushing through on it. Um The oak is a little heavy handed. I think the only saving grace is the fact that it's it's Peely Island. They do get a lot more heat down there than they do in Niagara, so I mean I'm I'm curious I'm curious how this might evolve in time. This one is seventeen dollars and ninety five cents. I'm I'm going to the website to just take a look if I can find any other any other tech notes on this. Uh, bone dry, two point two grams per liter, thirteen percent alcohol, one hundred percent.
1: It's it is dry. It's uh, it's dry. It comes across sweet because of the vanilla and the butterscotch um and that toasty quality. Pineapple also gives it a feeling of something maybe sweet, but it's not. It's not. What is it? Tickling my nuts? Is that what you say? Isn't that what uh...
0: gives me the fizz? Oh, uh, I don't ever say that on the podcast. That's an off podcast statement oh. that I make. Oh, sorry. Oh, Stroking my shaft. Is that the one you use on the podcast? <laughs> okay, we got a bad review last time. We went a little too sexual with our with our descriptors. So uh, let's just, let's just say there's um, something that James May from Top Gear says when he refers to a car that just makes him feel tingly inside. He calls it the fizz. This doesn't give me the fizz. One thing I will take note with on the tasting note is they do say it's Burgundian character. I don't think there's anything Burgundian about this. It's very clear that it's a New World-leaning style. So if you do like a little bit more oak or a lot more oak on your Chardonnay, this would be for you. Um, uh, Yeah, you know what? Uh, I don't know if Captain Chardonnay's... We have people
1: who uh, who, uh, follow uh, Ontario wine lovers and uh, I think uh, halfway through the pandemic, there was a, a, a question about who makes a buttery Chardonnay. I don't think this one hits buttery, but it definitely hits oaky. So it's, it's probably it in the same realm that people are looking for. And I think that's that's hitting it. And especially at seventeen ninety nine, because if you think of any Chardonnay that's going to be that toasty, buttery butterscotch in Niagara, you're definitely going to pay more than seventeen ninety nine
0: for it. Um. So we can go go through the Pinot. You're going to be doing this one solo because the um, the Pinot bottle that was sent to me is corked. Oh, and uh, I apologize to, to Daryl, who is usually very gracious to um, to send us product uh, like this. is definitely not meant to make the new series of vine dressers look look questionable. Um, it's just we're doing this live to tape. We didn't get a chance to check these beforehand. or I, I definitely would have given you uh, a heads up. So I apologize. So
1: the um, it is a uh, eighteen Pinot Reserve, actually is what it says. Uh, Pinot Reserve 95. right on the on the back. So um, uh, and and I, I can tell you that when I did my Pinot Noir challenge many many uh, years ago, when I was first starting out, Peely Island actually won for uh, for value uh, and uh, as a good tasting Pinot at that time. So um, uh, their Pinots are you know fan favorites, let's say. Well, you'll be happy to know mine's not corked.
0: Okay. Um even though mine's corked, I'm still getting like it's it's got some it's got some intensity to it. Like 2018 was a hot summer that's clearly reflected in the bottle. It says 13% alcohol, so I am guessing they managed the vineyard pretty well.
1: You know, it's interesting we did a um we did a video for uh, for one of my wine classes and uh live on that uh, uh, taping, we got a corked bottle as well. Yeah, and we found that although it was definitely corked on the nose, you could taste a little bit on the palate. It's I, I not something th- I recommend people doing.
0: No, I, I, I did taste through on this one. Uh, I did taste through on this one, and it, um, um no, it's it's too badly corked to, to to for me to discern anything other than it is definitely riper than most Niagara. Niagara Pinot's like that extra heat from the South Island is reflected here, especially given the twenty eighteen vintage. Mm. But that's about as far mm. as I can go because all of it is hugged in that wet cardboard, all those flavors.
1: Actually, you have the price on that one, Andre? Uh
0: twenty four ninety five for the twenty seventeen. The twenty eighteen isn't listed on the website yet.
1: Got it. So twenty four ninety five.
0: Do you know what? That's um
1: that's a pretty good Pinot for twenty four ninety five. Um, tough, right? I'm going to just uh, harken back to Flat Rock. Theirs is, what, 21.95 these yeah, days? Yeah, it's,
0: it's a tough price category to hit for Pinot. And, yeah. and, and, and I mean, it's one of the things, like, I've, I've learned with ADX as well. Pinot is hard to grow. Crop yields can drop in an instant. And it is one of the more expensive grapes to buy.
1: So, so this one's got a, a smoky, kind of toasty characteristic. A little cassis. A little black raspberry. There's definitely some pencil shavings in here. Um, hmm. You know, I am picking up a, a like a just a touch of of vanilla.
0: Yeah, I'm. Get, I, I got some a bit of vanilla on my nose. Vanilla wrapped in cardboard. But um, yeah, that, you know what? For a
1: for a for a ripe part of the province, eighteen was definitely a, a hot year for the most part. Uh, until it turned rainy and cool late but Pinot would have been picked earlier obviously so it benefited from not being part of that rainy kind of coldish finish to the season correct mm. mm-hmm. I think I'd I think I'd give that a a solid three and a half plus to just nudging a four.
0: So is it three and a half plus or four? Come on, Michael. Three and a half plus. Three and a half plus. It's a sol- solid review. Um, so I moved ahead to the next wine, which is the Cab. If I'm not mistaken, it's a 2018 Cabernet Sauvignon, the new vine dresser, so new look. Oh, and if you take a look at the back label, uh, you've still got the um, the old timey photo, which I actually do love. I, I love the old timey photo there. I like that we we've, 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 we've it's the old timey photo. Well, it's, it's clear it's a black and white photo. Hang on, hang on. Let me read the caption on it. Original vine dressers on Pelee Island, circa 1890. So, like, it's a 130-year-old photo. Right. Man, we still need to, on a separate note, we still need to um, track someone down from Pelee Island for uh, the Legacy series. Jeez,
1: uh, do you know what? Who we should uh, we should really talk to? And maybe we should find out if we Sal D'Angelo. He's now in BC, but he's one of the original guys from uh, from B, from uh, from the uh, area. Like he, a lot of people learned from Sal. Interesting. Let me see what I can do.
0: Okay, so I'm tasting this Cab Sauve, and I think the the winemaking style is in line with what I got from the Chardonnay. Just it it is a little oak heavy. The oak is. Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Dominant. No. What's What's the thing people say about you sometimes? Crabby. No. When they're trying to be more polite. Abrasive. There we go. I mean the the oak notes are just like it's it is the the wood tannin like you can smell the wood tannin but the good news about this wine is it's not completely clobbering the fruit notes. Um, I think what we're dealing with is a cab stove that needs like 6 to 12 months in a bottle before those wood, those wood notes are going to settle down. But having the extra heat from Pelee Island will turn this into a balanced wine.
1: Hmm. Let me see. I'm getting a, kind of a coffee note.
0: Coffee, um, uh, cacao nibs, um, fine Corinthian leather. Uh, black blackberry more than cassis, more than black currant, but blackberry uh, you know, nice ripe like plum skin. When you bite into that really perfect plum, uh, I think that's sort of where it goes. It's, it's, I'm not pushing into red fruit, and the dark fruit is yeah. No, it's that. It's that. It's black. No, it's
1: it's it's dark fruit. It's ripe dark fruit,
0: but it's not it's not juicy. Like it's it's not all. Well, it's sorry. It's not over juicy. Like it's it's ripe, but not over ripe. Hmm.
1: No, it's definitely yeah. It definitely has no juiciness to it. There's definitely a toasty character to it. Would you say you you th- you thought that that oak was aggressive?
0: Yes, it's very aggressive compared to what we usually expect from Cab Franc or Cab Sauvignon from Niagara.
1: Yeah, see, I'm not finding um, too much aggression here. Having uh, sipped and swallowed,
0: I think you're just used to yourself. Mm. <laughs> Could be that
1: I'm uh, used to a little more aggressive wood. I I, I think this one, uh, t- after taking a few sips of it, um, I find the tannins to be very uh, tea based.
0: Yep, yeah, and the tannins are are quite aggressive on the finish, which is why like we're drinking this this way too soon. But I mean, this is now where you get into a bit of a challenge with with how the vine dresser series works. Like, this is a twenty five dollar bottle of wine. And I know they so 24.95 Ontario, as well. And that's it for Ontario. Um, it doesn't take. It, it, I, I don't think many people are, are are spending 25 with the intention of of seller, with the intention of selling it. You know, and with a handful of, of wines. But I mean, it's one of those things where, like, you know, I collect the I collect Trius red, but at the same time, I don't think Trius red is meant to spend spend a, a really long time in a cellar. You know, well, depending on the year, but.
1: You know what I, I find that, that, over the course of an evening, I would say, even if you opened it tonight as we have, I think you'd be very happy in about an hour.
0: That's I'm my to take on that. that. Here, here's the thing: is I am not having, I am not having any problems drinking this wine. This is this is an this is an easy four star wine. Um, yes, it's definitely not, it's definitely not, uh, old world facing, like it's definitely new world facing in style. Yep. I give you that. Uh, but that's not, that's not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, the the VQA South Island's Appalachian and, you know, the entire Lake Erie North Shore, I don't, I don't want the wines to taste like Niagara. Their conditions are different. Their soils are different. Work on developing your own style. And, um,
1: yeah, I think they've got it. I think they've, they've got their own style here. The vine dressers is definitely um, new world in style. Uh, they've definitely not clobbered it with oak, but they've definitely been very judicious with oak.
0: Is that the word I'm looking for here? Judicious would mean more fair. I think you mean liberal. Mm. I think they're. I think they're unapologetic in their in their use of new. Sorry, oak. my my bad. My bad about that. Yeah, a
1: little more liberal with their oak use uh, on this one, uh, and the other, the other two. I think oak is definitely uh, the dominant characteristic on most, but the cab seems to take it better than the pinot and the shard.
0: Uh, I'm going to revisit the shard a little bit later tonight because I think we're dealing with a situation where all these wines are a little too young. But for right now, like the shard is, it's a little heavy-handed on oak. Yeah, I, w- I would agree. I would agree. 100%. All right. Are you are you in a better mood now that you got your rant about uh, Wine Country Ontario not having an app? Yeah. Well, I'm I'm fine now. Yeah. I have had a glass of wine, so
1: I'm I'm really good.
0: So that's what you have to do. You have to balance the wine with the caffeine. Yeah. Okay. And the bergamot. And the bergamot. I don't know if the bergamot has much of an effect on people beyond the flavor, but uh, I mean, yeah. I I think
1: I just like saying the word bergamot.
0: Dude, I drink so much Earl Grey tea, it's
1: insane. Like, You know what, yeah, when you were over for dinner, you must have had a lot that day, because when you left the washroom, you know how people who drink asparagus, I mean, you eat asparagus,
0: yeah. Okay, Michael. Uh, well, here we are, we're into February, and it seems like we've backslid into exactly what our old habits were, so... I did not I didn't curse? Michael, I have to go back and bleep a whole bunch of stuff that you said. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't curse in in the bathroom humor. Yeah, but it's still bathroom humor. We're better than that. <laughs> I'm Andre Pru from Under Review CA, which I am now working to update more often. Follow me on social media at Andre Wine Review, and as always, a very very special thank you to the people who take the time to consider supporting us on Patreon. Uh, we do very much appreciate it, and uh, we are finally getting uh, a chance to do our tasting with Ken Little, who uh, has. Graciously taken us up on doing a tasting um, six months ago, I guess that's the commitment, and uh, yep. we're, I'm look, really looking forward to it.
1: Yeah, I, I think uh, I think we've uh, finally settled on uh, what we're going to do uh, with Ken. Uh, we have to tell him first, uh, and then we'll let everybody else know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Take us away, Michael.
1: Uh, you know what, uh, Andre? Um, at one point there, when you were signing off. Uh, I was positive you were going to say, I'm Andre Prue of com, and suddenly I regret it. Uh, but you didn't, so good for you. I'm Michael Pincus of Michael com. I'm the great guy in some places, Michael Pincus Wine Review on others. My God, I have a little bit of wine and I can't pronounce anything.
0: I also did Andre, say,
1: there's only one thing to say.
0: Uh, I also did say AndreWinerView.ca, Michael. Yeah, well, good night. Thanks for listening.
1: Please subscribe to Two Guys Talking Wine on iTunes. Two Guys Talking Wine is produced by Jim Ray, Adam Duran, and Ken Little.